0: Pastor Joe Schimmel says that parents today need to be aware of the dangers that some media brings into their kids' minds.
1: The Christ-like figure in some of these movies is portrayed as evil. I mean, the Bible warns about doctors and demons and producing spirits in the last days. You guys, we got to look a little bit deeper and realize that this is a ruse. This is part of a huge deception that's about turning people from Christ to the occult.
0: We'll continue our conversation about the latest superhero movies with Joe Schimmel next on Licensed to Parent. Hi, I'm glad you've joined us for another episode of Licensed to Parent, the radio outreach of Shepherds Hill Academy. Shepherds Hill is a year-long, Christ-centered residential program for teens in crisis. Our host is the founder and executive director of Shepherds Hill, Trace Embry. Trace is the author of The Miracles of Shepherds Hill. And I'm Michelle Hill. Our goal, Unlicensed a Parent, is to take what we're learning each day at Shepherds Hill and share it with you so that you can be better prepared to raise your kids in a way that honors God. Trace, my mind is, has been blown by some of our conversations with Joe Schimmel about entertainment, music, Marvel movies, and more. It's crazy what... uh... Well, I think it's
2: crazy what we don't know as believers and and what we never would have considered uh, until the onion gets peeled back. And I think that's what we're doing. And we almost never do three programs uh, back to back to back. Uh, Joe has been gracious enough to give us a third program here as we kind of parlay from music into... Uh, more the the Marvel series, and I I I just think it's worth it. I, I, I parents wonder, you know, why does my kid have these appetites toward this and that? I've, I've raised him in the church, blah blah blah. Why are they doing? Why is their attitudes and behaviors just so contradictory to their Sunday uh, morning and afternoon, uh, you know, uh, interactions with 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 other kids at church? Uh, Joe, thank you for coming back for for a third time. I hope we're not abusing you.
1: Oh, you know what I I didn't think twice when a third show was mentioned. I didn't even think twice. I said, of course, absolutely. I just love what you guys are doing. You have this two-pronged approach where you're reaching the kids directly, seeing lives transformed. And then you're also reaching the parents through the radio and also through the ministry to the kids, uh, informing them in ways they're not typically informed because parents need to know what's going on with their children. And a lot of the parents... In fact, most parents, unfortunately, are are knee-deep and sometimes eyeball-deep in a lot of the stuff we're exposing that has an incredibly deleterious effect on our Christian walk.
2: Well, the advantage that we have here at Shepherd's Hill is we have a one-year basically proving ground that the things that we're talking about actually, when applied, transform individuals, uh, not just the kids, but the parents. So, uh, you know, I want you to uh, elaborate a little bit on the link between attitudes and behaviors in our kids and what they're actually being entertained by. Because, you know, you hear so many uh, parenting professionals, well, you don't spend enough time because be quality versus quality time, more Bible reading. And, and all that stuff is good and great and needed, but we, we seem to be overlooking what's right under our nose and what our kids are getting indoctrinated with 160 hours a week. And they can compare that to an hour a week of church or whatever, or maybe zero Bible study or very little Bible reading. Uh, What chance does uh, a biblical worldview have with that percentage?
1: No, That's a a great question. Uh, You know, the main sin the Bible comes against over and over again, by far, is idolatry. Mm -hmm. And the scriptures say over and over again uh, that we become like what we worship. And the scriptures also warn that the leaders in the past, more, more than once, it states that they didn't make a distinction between that which is holy and that which is profane. And we're right. designed to uh, worship. We're created to worship. And if we're not, if we're not worshiping God, uh, we, we're, we end up imitating something. And the Bible says God's place, eternity in our hearts. We have this vacuum if we don't know God that only He could fill. So what happens is people try to fill that vacuum. With anything but God often because they love darkness more than light. And it takes the power of the Holy Spirit and the Word of God to, to break that in their, in their lives. So what they do is they, you know, like Pac-Man, they gobble up as uh, consumers anything they can to satisfy fleshly longings. And then they also gobble up fleshly things to, uh, to fill the space that should be, could only be filled spiritually. So what happens when you have, you know, uh, artists who are bigger than life, who are, are just, you know, galactic in their minds uh that's why they you know they pepper the room with posters of these artists and and so forth musical artists and uh you know superheroes and so forth because they're worshiping the wrong thing and and what we need to do is, is let them know that you know you're creating the image of god and he's the love of your soul he's the one who became a man to die for your soul and he's the one you're gonna spend eternity with if you know him through faith in jesus christ the gospel of the lord jesus christ and and we need to share that with them. but right now the enemy knows very well that the heart is gravitates to worship something, so he wants to put in God's stead everything but the Lord God.
2: Yeah, I don't think it's any coincidence either that in today's entertainment saturated uh, society, that one of the most popular uh, TV programs uh, of all time is American what Idol. That's right. And and I think it's indicative when you see a kid that you know that can't sing a lick. Uh, I, I think it's indicative of the delusion that many of us are under when those parents are are shaking their fists and cussing out uh, the camera as to why Junior got kicked off. You know, pretty <laughs> early in the process. This is that self-centered, narcissistic uh, delusion that that has is now permeating America and breeding the chaos that we're currently seeing. Because we're worshiping anything and everything but the God of the universe, and um, that's what this program's about. This, this program's about how, how do we get here? What do we do about it? And it's exposing uh, s- some of the vehicles by which Hollywood, uh, Nashville, or wherever entertainment's coming from today, uh, is 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 got us all a little bit uh, snookered.
0: Okay. I want to jump off of that question that you just asked, Trace. What do we do about it? Joe, help us understand what do parents do about this, where we are now.
1: Well, we need to share with our children's view. Uh, We need to, you know, take the, the varnish off of the veneer that is so seductive for young people when they're, because, you know, Hollywood's got the, you know, the graphic elements, they've got the bells and whistles, all the special effects, and they're able to tell these stories. Well, the Lord used a song. And he uses stories. Jesus told parables, or, you know, the scriptures, you know, mm-hmm. teaches to, you know, we, we, when we study the scripture, we study what's happened uh, within the context of morality and who God is. And we need to make them aware of what's going on. We also need to make them aware of, of the fact that we're talking about idolatry right now. And I thought that was a great way to start uh, with with the question that was asked and, and what Trace had said, that, you know, we're, we're talking about idolatry. We're talking about uh, Marvel in DC. Uh, one of our segments is uh, basically, on the resurrection of the old gods, and when uh, we're looking at Marvel and DC, we're looking at many of the you know many of the superheroes, uh, whether it's Thor, you know, and, and Zeus and others, or it's even uh, Flash. He's made an image of of, of the god Hermes. These guys were condemned. The Bible says the gods of the nations are demons. In fact, we're not even we're forbidden unless we're exposing them as the prophets did uh, in, in the Old Testament. God said, "Don't even let these." God's names you mentioned on your lips because they're so seductive. Well, now they're being repackaged in the form of superheroes. And mm-hmm. what they brought forth, uh, Stan Lee, uh, his, one, you know, his uh, top writer with him for, or top artist for years, who is giving credit oftentimes more than Stan Lee for a lot of the main characters in Marvel. You know, he went to DC and he started what he called the New Gods. And he talks about how we have the old gods and now we're introducing the New Gods, these new superheroes. And it's just incidentally, speaking of Kirby, uh, he talks about how when he was a little kid, he had a bunch of Orthodox Jews come in because he, they felt, his parents felt he was demon-possessed. He said from that experience, uh, he became, there's like a flow of consciousness from him of a lot of these different ideas that he was drawn and so forth, and he basically made Galactus, which is a wicked superhero gobbling up planets, he said he made him in the image of God, the biblical God, but he's, he's a bad God, and he said, I went to the Bible. <laughs> He's had to get away yeah. from the character for a little bit because of feeling his his force or his presence. And he said, but he had the superhero that was with him was the Silver Surfer. And there's been a movie made, you know, uh, on the Silver Surfer by Marvel a few years back. And uh, Jessica Alba played it, played it and so forth. And what's interesting, the Silver Surfer rebels against Galactus because he's going to eat the earth and he warns the earth. I'm sent here as a herald because he was a herald for Galactus and would prepare planets to be eaten as a herald. He said, I'm here to uh, warn you now, and I'm going to fight against him now. And in the movie, the Silver Surfer turns against Galactus, who represents God, and leads humanity against God. And he actually sacrifices himself, spreads his arms out like he's Christ on the cross, goes out to space, and destroys Galactus. You know what, you know what uh, Kirby said the Silver Surfer is? He said he was always the fallen angel of the Bible. So God's turned, and this happens over and over again, folks, where the gods that are exalted are, that's Satan himself, you know? And the God that's demeaned so often is our creator God.
2: Well, Joe, maybe I've been living in the country too long. I'm you know, vaguely familiar with Marvel. I don't know what DC is. Uh, I don't know that our listeners would all know what DC is. It's not Washington, DC.
1: Okay, so DC would be uh, Super Superman. Batman is from DC Comics. Where Marvel has, you know, Spider Man, uh, the Hulk, and you know, Doctor Strange, and all these guys. DC Detective Comics is what it uh. stands for, but it's just known really as DC Comics, and they're the competitor with Marvel. Saw so the Batman and, and uh, uh. Uh, Superman. That all came out of DC.
2: Okay, see, I didn't, I didn't know that. that, that that's that's good a good thing, bro. Yeah, probably. What do you say to the parents that just say, "Okay, yeah, so they're using these uh, real foreign gods as their characters, and you know, and and all this other stuff."
1: Uh,
2: But it's just a fantasy, you know, movie. I mean, what's the harm here? How how do you counter that?
1: Well, I would counter it by saying again: kids love to imitate, and uh, people like to imitate their superheroes. And what's happened with our superheroes, especially today? In our last uh, show, we talked about Dr. Strange, and I'd proven how he was made in the image of Satan and Crowley. And his story arc is, I mean, there's, things I, there's a lot of things I could say. I'll just say his origin story, he's in, uh, not in the cinematic universe. He has an American origin story. But he was made in the image of Crowley. He was an Englishman like Crowley. He was a rock climber like Crowley, or he went, into, I should say, to the Himalayas like Crowley. He intertwined inner Eastern mysticism with Western occultism. He worshipped in a place called the Sanctum Sanctorum. Uh, he has the eye in the triangle like Crowley, called the Eye of Agamotto. And we go on and on in this expose on this. Uh, we, we show all these different parallels, and we show where Steve Englehart, who wrote a lot of this Doctor Strange stuff, was a member of Crowley's OTO, Satanic Organization. So the problem is, that, like, let's take Doctor Strange, the multiverse of madness. It's what's being taught to the kids. Uh, these superheroes are using occult powers over and over again, and you're being taught in the Multiverse of Madness that you can use this book, Darkhold, or Dr. Strange uses Darkhold, which is a magic spell book written by an ancient demon written on human flesh and blood, uh, and then he's used these spells, and this book is... Akin to Ramy, who directed this movie, also did The Evil Dead and so forth, said that this book is akin to Necronomicon, which is in his Evil Dead movies. This is a horror writer writing, uh, directing this movie, who's done these all these other films, and he says it's like the Necronomicon. Well, the Necronomicon was written by a guy named uh, Lavenda, who is a follower of the teachings of Satanist Aleister Crowley. So a lot of these teachings are getting smuggled in the movies, and and the magic coming from Crowley and other Satanists. And then it's being taught to our children, and that's what they're emulating, and that's heartbreaking.
0: Our guest today on Licensed to Parent is Joe Schimmel, and we're talking about his documentary Marvel and DC's War on God, the Antichrist Agenda. You're listening to Licensed to Parent with Trace Embry. Licensed to Parent is the radio outreach of Shepherds Hill Academy. Trace, Joe Schimmel, and I will be right back after this.
2: Hi folks, Trace Embry here, host of the Licensed to Parent Broadcast and founder of Shepherds Hill Academy. We've all heard about modern day miracles, mostly from mission fields. Frankly, I believed about half of them and experienced none of them until about 30 years ago when Christ truly became the Lord of my life. The Miracles of Shepherds Hill is a book that wasn't written as much as it was recorded. It's the true story of how God used a handshake, a handshake, my family's last $200 and our 30-year odyssey of bumper-to-bumper miracles to acquire a 60-acre farm that was used by the devil and turned it into a 250-acre globally recognized healing ministry for God. I want all people to know that Jesus Christ is still in the miracle-working business for those submitted to his word, will, and way, and who properly understand what faith
3: Truly is. The Miracles of Shepherd's Hill, an extraordinary odyssey of divine interventions by Trace Embry. Learn more at licensed toparent.org. Your children are teens now. They're growing up and gaining independence. That's kind of the point of parenting, isn't it? You're raising future responsible adults. But they're not responsible adults yet. They may be able to do things on their own, but you still want to be able to contact them and you want to equip them for success. So you decide to get them a smartphone. But why a smartphone? For most people, that means 24-7 access to everything on the planet. And that's not wise, nor is it healthy. Digital addiction is prevalent these days. In fact, we see teens of all ages dealing with mental health and behavioral issues rooted in overuse of technology. Issues that affect health, wellness, ability to focus, performance in academics, and more. That's why at License to Parent, we want you to choose a wise phone alternative instead of a smartphone. More information is available at LicenseToParent.org slash wise phone.
0: Welcome back to Licensed to Parent, the radio outreach of Shepherds Hill Academy. Shepherds Hill is a one-year residential program for teens in crisis, and today we're helping you, the parent, think through the entertainment that you and your children consume. Our guest is Pastor Joe Schimmel. And Trace, I've just got to ask you, I, I know that you have conversations like what we're having today, you're having those with our kids at Shepherd's Hill. And recently you had a graduation and you had some fascinating conversations, or I should say testimonies that came out of that with some of our kids. Can you share that with us?
2: Yeah. I mean, these are kids, as I say often, one foot in jail, one foot in the grave. One specific child came from another faith. And I can't get too specific because I don't have the permission to talk about everything specifically. Uh, but the, the transformations the things that these it's, – it's, it, it's a totally new kid. I mean, these are totally new kids because when d- does the average teenager make the time or take the time to take a year out of their life to reexamine about everything that they've, been, they've believed or b- been taught to believe? or understood or brainwashed with, when, when does that happen? And when these kids get the, as Paul Harvey used to say, the rest of the story, mm-hmm. the rest of the story actually does make logical sense. It actually does have scientific backing. It has biblical backing. It, it, it makes common sense. And so much of what the kids are getting on their you know, addictive adult toys is lying to them. It doesn't make logical uh, sense. It does promote cognitive dissonance. You know, when you can't tell whether you're a boy or a girl or 15 other genders that we've just kind of made up out of thin air, this is indicative of a society that is systemically mentally ill. And these kids are getting a sense of sanity back. And it's attractive. And then it becomes their idea, and they start building on it. These aren't stupid kids.
0: And part of that sanity is taking away their cell phones. Is that correct? And then they're not getting some of this entertainment, some of this media, or even music, right?
2: Exactly. They're getting none of it. Uh, Now, we expose them to some of it just to show them how— you know, horrendous a lot of it is. Mm -hmm. And I've asked the kids, point blank, uh, would you allow your younger siblings to listen to the things that you've been listening to or the things that we're uncovering right here, anything? Nobody would say, no, I I wouldn't want that. My kids are never going to listen to that. Uh, My kids are never going to watch this. But because they've been away from it long enough to see for themselves the dangers in it, and they're appalled at it. I said, this wouldn't embarrass you, Uh, uh, you would listen to this pretty much regularly or see this regularly out in the world. Why are you so, you know, shocked by it now? Well, because they haven't seen it and they haven't listened to it in such a long time. I said, it should embarrass you. It should uh, cause you to cringe. And yes, you should protect your younger siblings against a lot of this stuff. Your parents are addicted to this. The stuff I'm showing you right now is 20 years old. Uh, your, this is your parents' music, and they were all agree with it, but they like the, a lot of their parents' music, too. We're talking Led Zeppelin and mm-hmm. you know Pink Floyd and, and on and on, which would be innocuous compared to the stuff that the kids are listening to today. Uh, well, Joe, before the break, um, you talked about parallels. You talked about the producers, the creators of these comic you know, or Marvel movies, DC movies. Is there a parallel between that and, say, Cardi B? voicing over Nickelodeon cartoons. Because aren't these kids going to kind of get to the bottom of who's doing the voice for this particular cartoon? It seems to me that that they're grooming these young kids, just like they're grooming our young kids for every perversion under the sun in preschools today, grooming them that this isn't all that odd. And I can tell you that the kids that I deal with come in thinking that, that some of the most horrendous perversions are just, you know them doing their own thing or other people doing it might might not be my thing but you know it's okay that they do it they don't see how it's detracting from a civilized society
1: yeah um yeah definitely i mean uh, you know you definitely have for instance you know uh playing iron man became you know made uh you know robert downey jr the biggest actor the last you know over a decade and when and, and you have a lot of different artists that are uh, playing these characters, and they're extolled, and then you look into Robert Downey Jr. and you find out, well, he's into the occult. You know, he's in New Agey. Uh, practices magic to the point where he says, I, "You know, I was like a Lester Crowley's little brother." And for the audience, Lester Crowley was a professed Satanist who sacrificed frogs by saying, "Lo, Jesus of Nazareth." When he catches a frog, I have you under my power. This was ritualistic magic, and then it by the frog, my hawk's head. I peck out the eyes of Jesus. He says, "I hang upon the cross." That, that whole Crowley and Eon that he was trying to bring in, they start to see, wow, they they read the interviews, and they're like, wow, look where he's got his power. He said he got his, his his acting gig as Iron Man by practicing, you know, ritualistic magic. And then and then you look at the writers, for instance, the 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 second biggest writer uh right now, last voted for through the last four years by Comic Book Review, which is the top fanzine site on mm-hmm. Marvel comics and or just comic writers, period, Marvel N D C uh, is Grant Morrison. And then, you know, we show a clip of tons of kids that are, like, worshiping like he's when they were worshiping when the Beatles came out. When they were out, he, he comes on stage, and it's like, ah, it's just insane yeah. because of his writing. And he talks about how he gives them a dose of magic, and here's how you practice magic. Big picture, Crowley's projected in the back of him, and 666 center, and he says, this is how you do sigil magic. So these folks are actually inundating our children with occultism, not just through the comics, but their, be, their, their worship off screen. And I'll give you one example uh, that to show you their, their worldview that's being promoted is Josh Whedon. Josh Whedon is, he, he's the director of the big Avenger movies, a couple of them, Agents of the Shield and uh, Avengers Age of Ultron. And he said this, he was given an award, uh, Trace, he was given an award uh, at Harvard University at Memorial Church, the Humanist Award. Cultural Humanism Award. And here's mm-hmm. what he said. We play a clip of this, but I'll quote him. How do we codify our moral structure without the sky bully, talking about God, without the sky bully looking down on us, telling us what we're supposed to do? He talks about how we need to put our faith in humanism and, and not God. And he even admits there's a dark part of the, a man that is in every humanist. So we're supposed to put our trust in humanists who he admits have a dark part which he mentions being hate and other things and he's trying to codify this well guess what how do we codify it he's doing it through movies he's a director and writer of one of the biggest uh, movies, the biggest movie franchise ever one of the a uh, couple of the movies avengers and one of them is avengers age of ultron ultron is a, a a godlike being who's been you know made and but he comes and he's the evil one he says upon this rock I'll build my church you know I'm going to judge the world just like god did by Sometimes he has to throw a stone. Just ask Noah, you know, what, you know, and so forth. So he takes the sky bully who he admits that he's against and he codifies that in the Marvel movies. And then kids see this and they're like, they're being programmed. Mm -hmm. We have him uh, doing this. Uh, Richard Metzger, he was a TD host of a show in in Britain. Uh, He's the head of Disinfo. He says this and he's good friends with Grant Morrison, the second top writer. Uh, for a comic writer, he says what Grant's doing, he's shooting candy-coated bullets into the heads of children, and the parents are none the wiser, and it's getting the children nice and blanked up, but he's rejoicing in it. Now, this is wicked, bro. Mm-hmm.
0: So, Joe, what can parents do? What what can we as Christians do to stand up against this?
1: We need to show them, hey, what's, what are these writers what are the directors and what are the writers? What are their positions? How do they view God? And what are they trying to communicate? What's their messaging? And then show them, here's the messaging. And we actually give them a very strong biblical worldview. You're creating the image of God. He loves you. He sent his son to die for you. He's cre- going to create a new heaven and new earth. Time is linear. It's going to run out. Your life's a vapor. You want to make sure the most important thing in your life is that you're right with God. And in the midst of being right with God, there's temptation and there's an adversary that we have that you need to be aware of. You need to be aware of what he's using to try to keep you away from the straight and narrow and knowing Jesus, and once you're on the straight and narrow, to obscure you on the path and make them aware of what's going on. Again, obeying the scripture that would have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. That's a big part of the Christian life, but the sad thing is so many Christian parents are unaware and they're immersed in the same culture. So, you know, there's something interesting. Every time I take a a plane, uh, you know, you hear the flight attendant say, you know, before you, you know, before you give your child air, you know, make sure you get air so you can give your child air. Well, parents need to make sure we're right with God and that we're, uh, you know, jettisoning entertainment that would, that has anti-God messages. And then we need to go before the Lord and ask for cleansing, forgiveness, strength, and then bring to our children, hey, this is the line I take. And, and as by the way, there are children in your house. You don't let your children do drugs in the house, right? Mm-hmm. You don't let, you know, I don't believe we should let our, I wouldn't let my children, and by praise God, you know, they love Christian music, but, uh, you know, do evil things. And, and if, I, if there's films I know have an evil message, I'd say, I'd say, hey, you know what? We have parameters here, and part of the parameters are no, You know propaganda. But it's hard to just say that. I mean, we need to do that. We know something's wrong, but it's also a lot better when you're able to give them reasons why.
2: Yeah. I think the bottom line is this. We need to ask ourselves and parents need to ask themselves, can God bless a life? Can God bless a family? Can God bless a society that is regularly paying their hard-earned money to be entertained by the things that grieve his heart? that's the six million dollar question right there and I think it's one more, one more quick thing I think it's really important to solidify at the end of this program here that there is a definite agenda with some of these comic movie writers it's, it's, it's purposely done for a desired end and it isn't a good one parents that's I think the message of these last few programs whether it be music or entertainment in general through movies
0: well Joe thank you so much for being a guest on Licensed to Parent. We appreciate your work and your words today.
1: Uh, Thanks uh, to you guys very much, too. really appreciate your ministry and right back at you.
0: Well, our guest today on Licensed to Parent has been Pastor Joe Schimmel. If you're interested in learning more about the work that Joe does, go to goodfight.org. There you'll find information on the documentary that we've been talking about today, Marvel and DC's War on God. Again, that's goodfight.org. Thanks for listening to Licensed to Parent. Licensed to Parent is an extension of Shepherd's Hill Academy, our year-long, Christ-centered, wilderness-based residential program for troubled teens. You can learn more about this ministry to teens and their families at our website, parent.org. Shepherd's Hill Academy is expanding our campus and we need your help. Would you consider giving a financial gift? A gift of any amount to Shepherd's Hill brings hope and healing to families in crisis. You can give securely online by clicking the donate button at the top of the page when you visit LicensedToParent.org. Thanks to our team for making today possible. Daniel Fazina is our guest coordinator. Our producer is Rich Rosel. Carl Peetz is our technical producer. For Trace Embry, I'm Michelle Hill inviting you to join us again next time to renew your license to parents.
2: And remember, folks, if you don't train your children, somebody else will. God bless you. See you next
1: time.